Welcome to My Journey, the podcast for individuals who are seeking to write their own stories while creating more healthy life along the way. My name is Brian Pickowitz. This is My Journey. And now it's time to start yours. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to My Journey. I am your host, Brian Pickowitz, and I want to welcome you all to episode number 29 of our podcast. So on today's episode, it's something that's really sentimental to me, and it's something that I hope shines a light on anything that you're trying to achieve in your personal journey too, because today marks the last day that I will be spending here in Los Angeles, California as a resident, as someone who has lived here for the last two years, this place has become home to me and I've learned a tremendous amount. I remember being eight years old and just coming here as a kid with my parents. From that moment on, I always wanted to live here. It was always a dream of mine. I remember going to college and telling people, I'm going to live in Los Angeles, California. I'm going to compete in bodybuilding and I'm going to build an online business. And it's been amazing to knock those things off the to-do list and the success list. But I never would have imagined that my life would be where it's at today and how it is and some of the facets that have come to be not just come to be, but come to be actual tangible things that I'm excited about, I'm driven about, and I can tangibly see in my space as lessons that I've learned and I've been able to share. For me, I was talking to someone about this the other day, my coaching experience and my experience as a coach is not to just get people in shape, it's to transform their mindset. It's to help them adapt to the things that stop them. I was having a call with a client today and it was our first real check-in call. It was after our first week. And we spent a solid 45 minutes just talking about her mindset, talking about some of the things that she was afraid of, some of the potential drawbacks to not taking complete ownership of her journey. And I brought it up to her. It's like, you know, you can have the perfect diet in place. You can have the perfect workout in place. But if you don't have the right mindset, if you don't have the self-awareness to be able to move through the potential issues that will come to exist in your space. And if you don't know how to address those, then the diet doesn't matter because you're always going to self-sabotage or you're going to be in a place where it's not the most successful that it could be. You could always do more. And I find that if the mindset's not there, it's like building a house without the foundation. You might be able to get it up in the air, but eventually it's going to collapse because you haven't built a bedrock. And that man, that mindset is the, is the first pillar of transformation. And I have discovered so many different aspects of my mindset through my personal journey. And so living in Los Angeles, from a small town of 750 people in New Hampshire to being where I'm at now is quite the experience. And I wanna share that. I wanna share it because it's not just about getting in shape. Getting in shape is the first step of personal growth. It's the first step of personal development. And I'm so passionate about it, but I also know that you can't love your body until you learn to love yourself. And as someone who's competed, and as someone who has seen competitors, and as someone who's really great friends with people who have amazing bodies, I know that a lot of times the external can be a shell for the hurt and maybe some of the disappointment that we feel on the inside. And so I want to blend the both. You can have an amazing body and you can build your mindset and you can love the lifestyle you're leading. And I think that that is what separates my form of coaching than everyone else. And this isn't just me talking about my coaching. It's what separates me. And I am so passionate about seeing people have breakthroughs, seeing my clients have breakthroughs, seeing them jump on a call with me and just have that light bulb go off and knowing that they are seeing a difference. It's not about me, it's about them. And so the reason why I bring this up is because today I want to talk about the 10 things I've learned from living in Los Angeles. Now, a lot of them have been personal journeys. I'm probably not going to talk a lot about fitness stuff. And I'm sorry about that. So if you're here to learn how to get abs, learn how to diet, what your macro should be, and what is the best exercise to do to train your glutes, probably not the right podcast. And I support you finding another one. <laughs> but if you want to talk about some of the personal growth aspects of life, 
not just my life, but life. I'm really grateful to have you here. And I also want to extend this your way. So I just released my first course and I'm really excited about this because I have coached people one-on-one for the last four, four and a half years almost now. And the thing that I've realized is that for so many of them, it's, it is one-on-one. It is one-on-one settings and there's certain teachings and lessons that I've been able to bring up consistently in my journey and, and in theirs that have made a substantial difference. And so what I've done is I've created this course, Proclaim Your Power, which allows you to walk yourself through a lot of these mindset shifts and a lot of these visualization practices that I bring my clients through on a one-on-one time period. I want to make it something that everyone could access. I want to make it something that everyone could afford. And I wanted to make it so no matter who you are, no matter what you're going after, no matter what your journey looks like, you can develop the mindset and the habits to get an amazing body, to love yourself, and also to transform your lifestyle. And so Proclaim Your Power is a really thing. And so Proclaim Your Power is something I'm really excited about and something I really want to share with so many of you as you're listening to this. So with Proclaim Your Power, you're going to get eight modules and lessons that I'm going to walk you through that talk about building your vision, creating motivation, understanding how to stack the deck of progress, understanding how to be more mindful. I lead you through a meditation. I also lead you through practices of mindful eating and removing food guilt and different lifestyle lessons that I've seen my clients struggle with and I think that so many people struggle with when they're trying to break through the internal conflicts that are stopping them from getting in shape. And so this eight-week course also has a wellness program because as important as mindset is, you also have to have something to execute on. So I give you a fitness and nutrition wellness plan that is for men and women. So I have two different sets depending on you know which one aligns best for you. You can choose that. And then every week, I'm going to have a weekly office hour where you can jump in on a live call with me and ask me for whatever questions or whatever maybe challenges you're facing in your journey. And off of that, what we're gonna also do is have a weekly reflection that you get to fill out and implement into your life because a lot of these lessons, it's not an advice point. It's about how you can actually integrate the mindset practices into your space. And so like I said, I would love to have you in this process and in this course. I'd love to be able to support you and I'd love to be the first step you take in getting the body you love, building unshakable confidence, and ultimately living the lifestyle you know you deserve to live. So you can click the link in the bio, you will get the first video for free once you sign up. And then from there we can take action and push you forward on your journey to a better you. And so on that note, last thing I wanna say, is if you love this podcast and you are jamming with me, the only thing I ask is that you leave us a review. So the reviews really help align who's listening to the podcast and what message is resonating the most. And as the podcaster and as the host, I want to be able to support the vision that you're also buying into. So what do you want to hear? What do you want more of? What content would inspire you the most? And what would be the most helpful thing for me to dive into on the process of this podcast. So I'd love to see a review from you, a five-star review if you love it. And you can do that on iTunes. All you have to do is click the My Journey logo and you can leave a simple review. Like I said, five stars would be great. (laughs) And something simple about what you actually love about this podcast. And if you do, I will leave you as, and if you do, there's a good chance that you'll be the reviewer of the week. And if you do, we'll shout you out here as a reviewer of the week and give you some praise, give you some love, and build this community. So on that note, I want to dive into the 10 things I've learned in Los Angeles. Now, like I said, the 10 things are going to be spread out on some different topics. But the first thing is being skeptical of your ego. When I moved here, when I was prepping to move here, I remember my business was doing really great. I was getting ready for bodybuilding contests. I was competing in bodybuilding. And the truth is that in New Hampshire, there wasn't any competition in the online coaching space. So I was the first mover in the market, which meant that I was able to kind of post whatever I wanted. I was able to be a bodybuilder, post my my bodybuilding lifts, 
and still work with 40-year-old women and 50-year-old men and 20-year-old women who are in college. I kind of had the first mover advantage, as they call it, in marketing. But as I moved out to LA, that shifted a lot because there was a huge gap in the way I was building my business and building my coaching. And my ego held on to a story that I had played into. The story was that I could be a bodybuilder and find happiness. Now, the reason why I tie it into business is because obviously as a coach and as a person who's in the fitness industry, which I really don't think I am, but we'll call it whatever it is, the fitness part that I do is a part of the business. So I, I do want to talk about that as an entrepreneur and tie it into this. But my ego was telling me that I needed to be a bodybuilder. Well, you've trained for this many years and this was your dream and this is what you wanted and you you know, want to look this way and you've already set out to do this and your mindset's on it. You have to follow through. And ego is a weird thing because I know for me, there's a chip on my shoulder. There is a chip on my shoulder. If you cross me, I do not like that. <laughs> it comes from being a kid. I was bullied a lot. I had a lot of people who treated me very poorly and I have a desire to prove people wrong once they have crossed me. Up until that point, like I'm really easygoing. I just want to be friends with everyone. I want to be, you know, your buddy. I want to be just a genuinely nice person to everyone until someone crosses me. And so this is a habit that I've gotten better at breaking, but I also don't really think that it's necessary to break all these things. It's like we can live in a state of bliss if we choose to. I can live in a state of bliss and still have a chip on my shoulder. And if anything, I think that having a chip on your shoulder, if you know how to use it, is a very lethal weapon in a positive way. Tom Brady, Michael Jordan, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Barack Obama. There's so many people who have chips on their shoulder about something, and that's what pushes them forward. Anyone who is worth celebrating in society in a, in a positive way. I totally mean in a positive way, too. Like I said, Barack Obama. Barack Obama was president of the United States. He had to have a chip on his shoulder in order to beat people. Like, in order to beat all the candidates, in order to believe in his, his message, he had to have that, that foundation. So ego plays a role in who we become when we're pushing ourselves. Because if you didn't have ego, you wouldn't have anything to prove to yourself. You just wouldn't. You would just kind of coast through life. But the problem is when ego is leading you down a path that you don't really know. But the problem is when ego leads you down a path that you know you don't belong in. Now it's for me. I, I was like, okay, I love bodybuilding. I love competing. I do love the process of this. But long term, I didn't really want it. And the thing that fulfilled me the most wasn't going to the gym. It was being able to help people make breakthroughs. And I've talked about it a lot in the podcast, but the phone calls I was having and the check-ins I was having with my clients were all mindset and lifestyle related. I didn't want to work with bodybuilders. I didn't want to be a bodybuilder. I didn't want that lifestyle. I didn't want the restrictiveness and the pain and the torture that it is. And if you're an elite athlete, then go for it. It's wonderful. But I just didn't want that for me. But my ego did. My ego wanted to become Instagram famous. My ego wanted to become the biggest person in the room. My ego wanted to be able to win trophies. And that wasn't what my heart wanted. That wasn't what I was supposed to do. And I remember being in the gym on my last prep and I just remember like four weeks out, I just had this breakthrough. I was like, I don't need this. And I continued the, the prep because I had committed to it, but I just didn't want it. And I knew that my ego was what was leading me. And so that's why now I talk about what do you see? What do you see for yourself? What excites you when you think about this journey? Because what excites you and what you see is different than what you want. Because what you want is oftentimes a pitch to yourself about the person that you believe you're supposed to become. You believe that you want to be rich and famous. You believe that you want to weigh this amount of weight or that you want this type of body. You want to be this strong or you want to have this kind of attitude. 
But a lot of times that's something that's been fostered by someone else because you don't actually believe in it. It's like weight loss. Okay, you want to lose 50 pounds. Love it. Fantastic. Do you see yourself losing 50 pounds? Now, you might not be able to believe in it, right? Like that might be a hard thing for you to believe. Maybe you've failed. Maybe you've tried. Maybe you've succeeded at times and you've fallen off the wagon. Maybe you've never been in the place where you've actually been able to see your body change. And it's really hard for you to see that happening. But there's an energetic shift when you actually start to see yourself in that path. And what you have to do in that place is you have to build your vision. You have to spend time on it. But if you are trying to lose weight just to lose weight because that's what you think you want, it's a totally different feeling than when you see yourself as the person who's lost that weight. So that's why it's so important to align with the thing that you get so I talk about vision versus destination. So the destination goal is who you become, what you feel like, what you gain. If you lose 50 pounds, <clears throat> do you gain more confidence? Which means you get a better job, which means you have a better love life with your spouse, which means you have a better connection to your children because you're more present and you're no longer thinking about what you're wearing. Those things matter most and those are the things you can see. But what you want oftentimes is disconnected from all those different pieces. And so that's why I say, be skeptical of your ego. Listen to your heart and know when your ego is leading you down the wrong path because it's easy to shift. It might take dissolving some of your ego, but I think it's the most powerful decision that I've made since moving to LA. I wanna transition now to number two, which is say yes to first and then figure it out next. So there's been a lot of opportunities for me to connect with amazing people here in LA. The three that come to my mind are Jordan Syatt, who is the personal trainer for Gary Vee, Brian DaCosta, who is an online fitness coach and has done amazing things with his career, and then Brendan Myers, who started Create You Experience, and he is an entrepreneur and a fitness influencer, for lack of a better term. Then there's another one that I can think of too, but I'll bring that up in a second. The reason why I say say yes first is because each one of these people were people who offered me their time. Yeah, let's let's get on a call. That was Jordan Syatt. I was like walking through this place in LA with some friends and he was tweeting at me and he said, hey, you got time for a phone call? And I was like, well, yes. Because what happens is when someone offers you their time and there's, there's someone who you want their time and you say no, oh, well, it's inconvenient for me. It's also inconvenient for them. They don't have to give you their time. And there's been times where I said no, like, oh, can we reschedule for this, that? And I just never heard back from the people because they got busy and that was something I actually started to adopt in my life. It's like, if I'm gonna give you the opportunity to jump on a free call with me and I'm gonna give you my time and then you cancel on me, it's different if it's if it's coming from a position where it's like a client, but if it's someone who shoots me advice and wants, let's say business advice, or shoots me a message and wants business advice, and I've scheduled the call with them and they ghost me, then I don't reschedule it. If they reach out and they connect with me and I have the time, I'll re reschedule it, but I don't break my back for people who don't respect my time. And so I say, say yes first, because if you say yes, you can figure it out from there. Um, with Brian DaCosta, Brian offered me an opportunity to get coffee with him. And I said, yes, let's do it. I figured it out from there. But that came after I said no to him. I remember I was getting ready to leave to come back or to go back to New Hampshire for Christmas. And we were supposed to connect. And I said, oh, no, I can't because I'm leaving. And then like three months went by before I actually connected with him again. And it was just by sheer dumb luck in person. And I just kept saying yes. Like he said, oh, you want to do this? You want to do that? You want to get a workout in? Yes. Okay, yes. And I just consistently built that up and now he's become a really great friend of mine. I remember Brandon Myers, he's like, hey, we should get lunch. And I was like, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll connect and whatever. And I walked around in the gym, I was doing a couple workouts and I just remember thinking, wow, that's really dumb. I should just make up whatever time works and just solidify a time for him right now and take the opportunity. And so I walked all the way across the gym again and said, hey, does Tuesday at 10 p.m. work? And he, it, I don't know if it did. I can't remember exactly what time we went out to lunch. I'm sorry. But we ended up aligning on a time and 
it was from saying yes and I figured it out from there. So take opportunities when people offer you them because they don't offer them to everyone. They're offering them to you for a reason and if you are the person who is driven and hungry, you will say yes to opportunities. A great example of that is our client in Dallas. So Lindsay and I have a client, for those of you who don't know, that we live with twice a year and we live with them in their house. We are their one-on-one -on -one personal fitness and health assistance. I take care of the husband, Lindsay takes care of the wife, and it's a really amazing experience. And it's so cool to be connected in into someone's life like that who is so successful. And it's just a once in a lifetime opportunity if I'm being completely honest. And it came about because I met this person and he said, I've been thinking about having someone come live with me. To which I looked at him and said, weird, because I could totally come do that. And then later on in the week when we were in New Hampshire, I saw him again and then he looked at me and said, you know, I've really been thinking about bringing a trainer to come live with me for a month. And I looked at Lindsay and I said, after he left, <laughs> but I said, we need to build this program. We need to build this product and we need to offer it to him. We had never done this. We had no idea what to expect. What do we actually need? What are the deliverables? All those different pieces and we aligned on it. We sat down for about two or three hours and we figured it out because we said yes. And so say yes first when it's something you want and figure it out afterwards. Now number three is something that I think everyone can benefit from and that's that relationships are everything. And this is something I really wish I was more intentional about when I moved here, but going to Dallas, I'm really excited to bring this mindset towards everything I do because your relationships are everything. The people you know are the people who are going to support you. It's like I think about my clients. My clients are people I build relationships with. I don't think that there's another fitness coach who spends more time with their clients than I do. Just don't. And we build a really great relationship and it's built off trust and it's built off deep understanding of what they need in order to succeed. And those people support me. If they love their experience with me, they shout me out, they tell their friends, all those different things. That's a relationship. Your relationship with your friends. That's a relationship that supports you because when things fall apart, those people are there. And I got so wrapped up in the business at first, like trying to hustle and figure it out. And there was a lot of pressure because we were in an online space. I wasn't training, you know, training people. I wasn't in a session with people. I was building this online business and online coaching space. And Lindsay didn't have the experience to really know what to expect. And so I felt a lot of pressure for me and I didn't really build relationships at first. And now I've spent the last, let's say the last five months, since we got back to LA, building relationships, spending time with people. Hey, what are you doing? I'd love to see you. I'd love to do this. I'd love to do that. And it's so amazing. It's such a fulfilling feeling to have people that support you. And the cool thing is, is I have friends in LA who are from totally different industries. I have entrepreneurs. I have fitness coaches. I have personal trainers. I'm friends with actors and musicians. I'm friends with people who do marketing. I'm friends with people who work at coffee shops. Like I love the friends I have. And the thing that I, I wrote down when I was making this note is surround yourself with people who love you and people that you love. Don't surround yourself with just people because people can be awful. And what I mean is that if you are not aligned with someone's values and you are trying to force yourself to be happy around them, is going to be a miserable experience, not just for you, but for them too. And you're going to force something. It's like a bad relationship. A bad relationship with you and your partner is one that you know you don't belong in anymore. And it's the same thing with our friends. There's some friends who you're going to have to let go. And I've let go of so many friends. I've let go of friends out here, hung out with them a few times and they're great people, but it just wasn't energetically aligned. And it wasn't in a position where I was feeling like I wanted to hang out with them and they didn't really feel like they want to hang out with me. And that's cool because there's plenty of people out there for you to hang out with. There's plenty of people for you to connect with. And the greatest experience is when you're connecting with people and you're not thinking about anything else. Downright, the best investment I've made since living in LA is I joined Mike's mastermind. I joined the Rising Star Mastermind and the most 
beneficial thing about it has been the relationships I've built. The people I'm friends with, the people that I can connect with, and they just built me up. And they've just built me up. They've allowed me to step into a position where I truly believe in the things I'm doing. And it's such an amazing feeling to have friends like that. And so relationships are everything. And moving to Dallas, I am going all in on relationships. I will make another podcast about this in like two months. And you will hear about the value of relationships. Because if there's one thing you can do is ask someone to get a cup of coffee or just be a genuine person. I don't like networking because networking is the idea that I'm supposed to meet you and pitch you something that you buy. And the truth is, is that if I have something that you want to buy from me, you'll buy it because you want to buy it and you need you need it. Whereas if I'm trying to pitch you this product and you're not sold on it and I'm going there to pitch you a product and I'm not there to meet you and learn from you and connect with you, that's a shallow way to live. And so network build relationships and surround yourself with people that you love. Now that ties in really well to number four, because I have learned to be a lot more skeptical of people. Now, one thing I think that is my superhero strength or superhuman strength is I'm pretty good at reading people. I know when someone's genuine, I know when someone's not, I can tell when someone has something up their sleeve and I can tell when someone needs help. And in LA, you have to be a little more skeptical than in New England. And maybe it's not just in LA. Maybe I'm just getting older and I'm realizing things. But there was an interaction I had at the gym that really was really difficult. I was having a bad day. And so, full disclosure, there's been a lot of ups and downs with the business. And it's tough for me to talk about at times because... People who hire me expect me to just talk about fitness or they expect me to just talk about wellness or lifestyle. But there's been a lot of grit that I've developed through the experience of getting knocked down. I have been an entrepreneur for the last three years, full time. I quit my job when I graduated college. And there's been a lot of times that were really difficult. And moving out here made it really difficult because now you had to figure out a whole new system. And there was a comparison trap that I got stuck in because I was like, okay, well, I don't have a million followers, so I need to try to get a million followers. And that seems to be the way that you do it. And I forgot at times that that didn't really matter. The only thing that matters is help my clients. And that shift energetically has helped me so much and I feel so much happier, so much more fulfilled. But there were times where I literally had no idea what we were going to do. Lindsay was falling apart. I was falling apart. It was just tough. And I was having one of those moments. What do I do next? Am I supposed to build this business? Am I supposed to be coaching people? Do I need to go find a job? You know, things like that wear on you. And I was having a really awful day. I was in this experience of getting my teeth kicked in, as I call it. And I went to the gym. And someone came up to me, and I was wearing one of my BP Fitness Believe in More shirts. And he's like, oh, it's a really cool sweatshirt. Whose is that? I said, oh, it's mine. And I really wasn't, I wasn't in the position that I really want to talk to people. Wasn't really taking ownership of the things I was excited about. And this guy started to ask me questions about my business and how much money I was making, what what was I doing, how was I helping people. And I just started talking to him, like, oh, you know, this is what I do, I'm really passionate about this. This is about two years ago. Oh, no, 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 this is about a year ago right now. Sorry about that. And I just remember him asking me these questions and all of a sudden he started poking into pain points and he started really trying to make me feel inferior about all the things that were going on. So I, I was probably really easy to read that I was distraught. <laughs> and he just started like poking holes. Like, well, you need to be doing this and you do that. How do you not know this? How do you not know how to do that? That's really pathetic of you to not know that. And how can you call yourself this if you're not doing this, 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 this? And 
I just remember leaving that conversation just so upset and destroyed and angry. And I felt like I had been caught off guard. And the thing is, he was trying to sell me his one-on-one business coaching. So he was trying to sell me something. And I didn't realize it. And I was so pissed at myself for not being on my toes. I was so pissed at myself for not having the fortitude and the courage to tell him to go fuck off. And I was just really upset with myself for feeling like a failure. I think that's what it was. I just felt like a failure. And I remember going home after that. And Lindsay didn't understand. And we ended up having kind of a fight. And I was like, you don't understand what just happened. Like, that was just one of the worst feelings I've ever had. I felt small. And I, don't, I felt like just like a complete failure in a wash. And I didn't like it. And I realized that not everyone is there to treat you well. Not everyone is going to be nice to you. And not everyone is going to have your best interests at heart. And some people are going to aim to tear you down. And some people are going to aim to cause you pain because it's good for them and it's helpful to them. And you don't have to allow any of those people in your space because they don't matter. And you don't have to accept their judgment and you don't have to be in a position where that is something you tolerate. And from that moment on, I stopped tolerating anything like that. I was on my toes. And another thing that I did is, and this took me a little bit, and it's taken me a long time, but I got really comfortable with knowing how good I am at what I'm good at. I got really confident. I'm really confident in what I'm good at. And I don't care if you make more money than me. I don't care if you have a better lifestyle because there's other people in your life who support it. And I don't care about the things that you celebrate because it's you and that's awesome. And if you love it then and that's something that you cherish and it's good for you, then kudos, go do your thing. But I know what I'm good at and I know who I am. And I think that that moment of getting dirt kicked in my face led me to the position where I can see my own potential. Because after that, I think like two weeks later, I joined, I signed on for Mike's mastermind. No, after that, I connected with Brian. Like two weeks later, connected with Brian and I started asking him questions like, how can I do this? How can I do that? And he gave me just, he became a friend. That's all I needed. I needed a friend. I needed to get off an island because you can't live on an island and be happy. So many times we put ourselves on islands. We put ourselves in positions where we exist by ourselves and we, we think that things are going to be easier because we remove people and we we shut off our phones, we we ghost people, we don't connect with people, we do all these things because we believe that it's gonna get easier if we just tough it out on our own, but we all need help. And that moment shifted my intention because I was like, I need someone. I need people in my life that are building me up because those things matter. And had that moment not happened, I wouldn't have been able to connect with Brian, I wouldn't have been able to connect with Mike Zeller, I wouldn't have, I don't believe that my self-awareness would grow to the point where it is right now. Like, I am so excited. I'm going to say this. I'm so excited about moving to Dallas because I feel that there's a massive shift that I've already made. Like, I'm so peaceful and I'm so self-aware of what we're working on and what we're building and who I am helping. Like, I get to help people every single day build a better life for themselves through fitness and health. We're building a foundation for people to change themselves. And when they change themselves, they change the people around them. And that is how we positively impact the world. I'm so driven by that because of all these things that have happened. And that as perfect segue is number five, you have to have thick skin because the bad things that are going to happen to you are only there to push you forward. In the negative, toxic shit that you are going to engulf, you're going to get engulfed in. If you're trying to do something hard, you're trying to do something that changes you, it is going to be difficult. You are going to have so many things that go wrong. You're going to have 
so many opportunities that you miss. You're going to have opportunities that suck. You're going to have things that you realize were the wrong decision and you are going to fall flat on your face. You are going to absolutely think that things are falling apart and then what's going to happen is you're going to tough it out and you're going to push through and things are going to get better and you're going to realize that the volume of the things that you have faced are the only things that have led you to the point where you are the person who can sustain success and sustain the progress that you are on. You can't sustain progress, you can't sustain momentum without taking steps forward. And there are going to be so many challenges and the only reason why you get to prevail is by having thick skin. And it doesn't mean you tough it out, it doesn't mean you have to always be this gung-ho person who wakes up at 4 a.m. and eats nails for breakfast. You just have to be the person who gets up. You have to be the person that decides to push yourself forward and you don't give yourself an out. Now, I would never quit. When I did my bodybuilding contest, I devoted myself to it. When I think about my business, I devote myself to it. There are moments where I really, really, really know how to suffer. In a not toxic way, but I'm willing to push really hard. And I'm willing to outwork people. I'm willing to outwork everyone. I'm willing to put in the work and I'm willing to drive myself forward. And now the thing that I think is really important is that is that you don't quit. There's moments where you're going to change paths and there's moments where you're going to realize that things aren't worth it, but you don't quit. You do not quit. And you take that mindset to everything you do. Now there's going to be times where you're going to need to give yourself grace. There's going to be times you're going to need to get some rest and sleep up and embrace something new, but you don't have to quit. And just by stepping forward, you're making the right decision. So that's what I wanna say, have some thick skin. It's tough, but it's worth it. It's all worth it. And that kind of ties into number six, which is you, this is actually a recent, very, very recent breakthrough I had thanks to Preston Pugmire, Guys, I, I can't tell you enough how much Preston has helped me. Preston's in my mastermind, and I've listened to like every single one of his podcasts. And he is just a gracious person. He's coached me um, in some of our mastermind groups. And it's just it's such a blessing to have someone like that in your life. But number six is you can choose your emotional state. Now, I know that's going to be really difficult to internalize because so many times we're told that we can't. Well, it's just the way I am. I'm this kind of person. I'm this kind of person who acts this kind of way and I guess that's how it's always gonna be. And for me, I was always an anxious person. I was always an angry person. I've always been a person who had no patience and I've always been a person who had very little faith in things. And I think it came yeah, when my parents were here, I had this moment of just like, yeah, I'm just going to choose to be peaceful. And Preston led me through this process of really associating what you feel when certain things happen. So let's say you have a belief about weight loss. And when you start to think about losing weight, you get anxious. Because you have associated having to lose weight with judgment. And you've associated that judgment with believing that people think that you're less than them. And then underneath that, you've associated that belief that you aren't worth losing weight. And so when you think about losing weight, you get really anxious. Preston brought me through this process on one of the things I was experiencing. And he's like, so what would it feel like if you changed, you just changed that belief that you had to feel that way, that you had to feel anxious about X? What would you feel? And I was like, I feel, I feel peaceful. I feel like happy. I would feel peaceful instead. He's like, so what you do then is every time you start to feel that, remind yourself that you are choosing to be peaceful. And every morning when I meditate, I write down some affirmations. And one of them is I am a peaceful person. I am happy. No, I'm happy because it sounds like I'm trying to be delusional. I am peaceful and I am calm. Now, here is where this actually works. 
because you can't just think yourself into positive thoughts. You can't just think yourself like, oh, I'm gonna be a happy person. I'm gonna be happy, and then you become happy because it doesn't happen. You can't. You can't do that. You can't believe yourself into this positive state. You can remind yourself into it. So when I start to feel stressed or anxious, and it was really prevalent when my parents were here. Like my parents lived in our apartment with us for a week. And some of their habits, I've talked about it here, aren't aligned with my, my ideals and they don't work for me and they're not with my value system. But I chose to be peaceful. And I made decisions out of choosing peace. And it was the greatest experience I've ever had. I just felt so calm. I was able to actually see them as my parents rather than their problems. And we tend to believe that the way that we are is the way that we are and that's the way that we are. But you don't have to. And you can choose your emotional state. You can choose to be anxious. You can choose to be frustrated. You can choose to be peaceful. You get to choose what you see and think. And you get to choose how you feel. And so how you do that is you remind yourself how you want to feel. It's not about being delusional. It's about creating space to be self-aware and to be in control of yourself. One thing that I think, wow, it's amazing. I didn't even really intend for these to tie in. That's number six, choosing my state. Number seven, this is something I've really had to work on and I work on it more and more every day. But be focused on the important thing slash be organized. So when I first graduated from college, I was in hustle mode. I would hustle and I would do all these different things and I would always be grinding. And I literally had no freaking schedule. I had no sense of time. I would just go through the day and do whatever I kind of thought was okay. And I had no organizational skills. I'm blown away. Like I had some, like don't, don't get me wrong, but I had enough to make <laughs> make something happen, but I wasn't focused. I never had a schedule. I didn't have a schedule until we moved out here. I didn't have a schedule till February of last year. Holy shit. What was I thinking? I was thinking that my identity was okay to not change. I identified as a person who just won it. I'm just, just do things and things work out and I just make it happen. And that's not productive. You will fail a lot that way. You'll be very chaotic and you'll be able, feel very anxious and things won't be aligned for you. So one of the things I started to do is I, I take daily schedules. I make daily lists of things that are important to do. And I don't overwhelm myself with lists. I make like five things I have to get done. And I get really focused on the important things. And I stay focused on the important things. It's like I don't have to post on every single social media account. I don't have to do all these different captions and all these different videos. And I don't have to know every single kind of thing about every single kind of workout. And I don't have to do them all. I have to do the things that are aligned for me. I have to understand what I understand. Obviously, when it comes to education, you're always learning. But I don't have to be everything to everyone at all times. And that was huge because being focused on, like right now, really passionate about working with 35 to 45 year olds, men and women who used to be former athletes or people who were in amazing shape or in better shape than they were now, and they can't seem to break through the mindset that's keeping them from getting in shape. Because they know how to get in shape. They know the diet, they know the exercise. It's a piece that they need, obviously. They need it more optimally but it's their mindset and their habits that they need to change. Like I'm passionate about working with those kinds of people. I'm not so passionate about working with 20 year olds out of college or in college. That doesn't mean I, I can't help those people because I have those clients, but I know that the place where I can make the most help and where my skills are the most utilized and where I feel the, like I'm doing the best work is for that 35 to 45 year old crowd. That's my bread and butter, and that's what I'm really focused on. And the other thing will happen, and other people will come into the space, and I will, I'm always willing to help someone, obviously. But those are my people. Those are people I really love to work with. So that's my, that's my, that is my focus, for lack of a better term. And that focus and that organizational skill is something that I've learned in LA in a very hard, hard way, but I've learned it, and I owe that all to Lindsay. Now, Number eight is something that I want to say to you as a person who grew up in the middle of nowhere. 
I had to drive a half an hour to get anywhere. I hated it my whole life. And I had, when I first started BP Fitness, I literally had people make memes about me. I had people make memes about me. I had someone visit one of my clients place of work and tell them how stupid and ridiculous they were for working with me because you know what I really couldn't tell you why um I can't imagine ever doing that to someone it just seems irrelevant and seems and seems like a waste of my time but that's what happened and people laughed at me and people told me that it would never happen I told them I was going to compete in bodybuilding I was going to build a business I was going to move to Santa Monica California and there were a lot of opportunities that I didn't take because of that. I had a job opportunity to work for Tesla in their first store in Boston. I would make $70,000 coming out of school, or it was like $55,000 plus commission, which I would hope that I would make some of that. I would hope that I would sell a car. But um, yeah, I had a really great opportunity there. And I was like, nah, you know what? I can build this business. I know I can help people. I know I can coach people. I know how to do this. I know I can make my vision happen. And I would rather take the risk of doing this on my own and fail and fall on my face than to not risk it at all. And I took that leap and it's been the most amazing thing. I wouldn't be talking with you today if it wasn't for that. And I wanna tell you this. So obviously I'm talking about my journey as a coach, as an entrepreneur, as a fitness enthusiast, as someone who has pushed through a lot of things. I want to tell you that whatever you believe is worth the risk is worth the risk. It was a risk moving out to LA. I left, me and Lindsay left everything that we knew back home in New England. Didn't have to work. It could have fallen completely apart. There were times where it did and we fixed it. There were times when our relationship kind of fell apart. We fixed it. There were times where my vision fell apart and I fixed it. And there were times over the course of two years where I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And I fixed it. And even when I was building to move out here, I was constantly thinking about how I could actually make it happen. And I just kept on that vision. I kept moving forward. I kept moving forward. And it's been absolutely amazing. I can't imagine, I can't imagine knowing what I do now if I didn't do this. That's why we moved to LA. Obviously the energy is great here. I feel so weird. I'm gonna move to Texas and talk about energy. People are gonna be thrown off. But the energy is great here. The atmosphere is amazing. The people are amazing. Like I've met so many phenomenal high performers, but I wanted to learn. Lindsay and I had the intention of always learning. We wanted to learn from people who are doing the best in the industry so we could figure it out for ourselves and do it too. And I feel as though at this point we've done that. And that's what will happen in Dallas. And so for you, maybe you just want to lose weight. Maybe you want to conquer this weight loss journey and this fitness journey. That's the biggest thing on your heart right now. Or maybe you want to see yourself get more confidence because you want to change careers or you want to make more money. And that way you can support your family more. Maybe you want to be able to run around with your kids and have a better lifestyle with them. Whatever it is, though, that you feel is worth the risk or worth you doing to get that and it aligns for you, it's always worth it. And anything is possible. I don't believe that for most people, they understand where I actually come from. Like 750 people in my town lived on the top of a mountain. No one from my town ever left. That's not a critique of them. It's just not aligned for me. And I'm here. And I'm so grateful that I am. I'm so grateful. So incredibly grateful. My heart is full. And it's just worth the risk. It's always worth the risk. Especially if you believe in it. And if you don't believe in it, it's probably not worth it. 
But if you believe in yourself, you'll make that leap happen. Now, number nine is something very special to me. And I think it's important for everyone to hear. And that's that you have to keep your number one, your number one. So the quote is keep the main thing the main thing. Now, I don't want to characterize this as the main thing. But when I say number one, oftentimes I've said that if I lost everything, that if my life blew up and I had to move into a shanty in the middle of the woods and I had Lindsay with me, then life would be okay. And Lindsay is everything to me. And there's been times where we've maybe fought or things have been tense because we're figuring things out. But everything starts and rests with each other. Everything starts and rests with each other. There's nothing that I do without talking to her about it. There's nothing that she does without talking to me about it. We have so much chemistry and so much trust because we've had to build it that way. Because we're both, like I, like I said, Lindsay and I have been building these businesses for, you know, I've been building this for three and a half years. She's been building it for two and we've been financing our life and building our companies and making this happen. And this is real. Like it's real when, when you're, there's no safety net. Like I, my parents can't give me anything. Lindsay's parents can't give her anything or it's not that relationship. And when you have your back against the wall, you look at your partner and you say, let's move, let's move forward. Let's take this step. When we decided to move to Dallas, we were in Nashville and we went for a run with each other. We went to a run with each other, rather. And we were running and we we're talking about what we we're gonna do. And we were both like, yeah, let's do it. Let's make this happen. And I remember the day that we chose our apartment I remember the days where, like every single time, like one of my favorite things is when people would look at her in the gym and then I would stare at them. I do that from time to time. <laughs> um, she's just so special and she's so amazing. And it's just really important that the things that matter the most to you, you keep as your focal point because it's easy to get dissuaded. It's easy to forget things. It's easy to build up resentment or just lose sight of things. And I don't feel like I've ever lost sight of how much I love her and how important she is to me and how much grace and, and love she brings into my life. And so Los Angeles has taught me the value of communicating with her and, and building that relationship and understanding her and making sure that she feels loved. And it was really amazing. I was thinking about this the other day. There's a song by Rise Against that goes, you always leave with what you came. Or you always leave with whom you came, is the lyric. And I don't know how many people come here with someone and then don't stay together. Or I don't know how many people have those visions. And I'm just really grateful that she wants to hang out with me for this long. <laughs> I'm just really grateful that she's been so loving and so caring and so understanding and so supportive of myself and all the things that I've wanted to create and she's always put her faith in me and it's a really incredible blessing so that's my number nine keep number one number one and so the last one is probably the hardest thing I had to overcome in LA the message for number 10 is to celebrate life and realize that it's precious. So today, I went for an hour and a half long walk in order to make up this list. Now, some of that was spent finding my credit card that I dropped on the ground. If anyone finds that, please return it, that'd be great. <laughs> but uh, for the most part, it was just journaling and thinking about what this experience has all meant for me. And what have I actually experienced? What are the days and the moments that come to mind? And in February, I believe it was February of last year, I had one of the saddest days in my life. 
And the message I want to give to this is that life is precious. So celebrate it when you can. One of my friends, I'm not going to name him. One of my friends, really someone I love a lot. She's an amazing human being. He's been a huge supporter of me since I started training people in my college gym. I remember sitting down at my college at St. Anselm College and meeting up with him for a cup of coffee and just talking about, oh, I'm gonna do this. And like all these visions I had about the business I wanted to build and the lifestyle I wanted to live and who I wanted to help. And he was always so excited about it. And he's helped me in such a deep way and so many different levels and someone I really have a lot of respect for. And in October of 2000, um, 2017, we were going back and forth on some phone calls because his family was going through a really, really tough time. His father um, had ALS and he was taking care of them. It was really, really difficult to hear about and to see and I felt awful. And ultimately his, his dad succumbed to that disease. And so we were kind of like, you know, back and forth. We talked to each other. I'd always try to see him. And his mom simultaneously had a really aggressive form of cancer. And what happened was it was February. And he calls me. He's like, hey, what are you doing? I'm doing this, this, this. It's like, all right, well, I want to come out and shoot a video for you. I want to come out and do some content with you. I want to come out and just support you. So yeah, let's do it. And he comes out. And while he was here in LA, he got the news that his mom was about to pass. And we didn't know what to do. Lindsay and I didn't know what to do. We tried to figure out if we could get him on a new flight. He tried to find a new flight. No flights were flying out until the next day. So he called home and talked to his mom. And she said she was going to wait for him. And we spent that day trying to shoot content. Figured, you know, let's do anything to get our minds off of what is happening. And... I remember at the end of the day, it was it was an awful day. Probably the worst day, I've, like I said, I've ever had. But we were all sitting in my apartment watching a movie. And I just looked at him and I was just so... I felt so sorry. I felt so, so sad. And I was so sad because of what he had to experience. I was really upset that I didn't get the opportunity to meet his parents. And I was so sad that I didn't get to tell them how much he meant to me as a person. Like, I didn't get to tell them, like, how amazing they had done or how amazing of a job they had done as parents. And I just remember the amount of sadness that we all felt. And we just cried. And that was a really tough day. And I've never felt that kind of feeling for someone who, you know, obviously your friends or your family, but it's different. Like you expect me to feel that for your, your grandparents or your parents or your brother or sister or for someone I never met. I just was so, so destroyed. And there's a few other things that come to my mind. You know, my mom, when we moved out here, she got diagnosed with cancer. And it wasn't anything aggressive, but it was still something that was scary. A week before we moved out here, my brother got into a massive car accident. And that was really sad. And um, there's different parts that you just lose sight of. And I've always tried to bring people with me. Oh, I, I, I feel like um, at times I shoulder a load because 
I want people to be strong, and that means I have to be strong. And like I brought my brother out here for a trip to Yosemite because after his accident he went through a lot and it was really difficult to see and I just wanted to help him so all I wanted to do was help him so we brought him out here and we had a great time and I did the same thing for my parents that's why, that's why my parents were out here we just I was trying to help them break through some of their things that they were experiencing and I think that at times we forget how precious things are we lose sight. We lose sight of how life can be. I know I have. And being out here, I lose sight of things because I'm not connected with my family as much. And I've made a really great effort to always do that. Like I FaceTime my grandparents like every month. I always call my brother. I always call my parents. I try to stay in. I'll shoot. I have like two or three good friends that I'm friends with from back home that I'll randomly shoot messages. <laughs> like, if you were to die this year, what's one goal that you would like to accomplish? Go. Or what's one thing you would like to accomplish before you pass? Go. It's kind of a interesting text to wake up to on a Tuesday morning. <laughs> and when I see my clients... I, I want to connect with them and I want to make them feel loved and I want to make them feel supported and I just want to believe in them because they're a huge part of my life. And it's easy to get wrapped up in the things. Like you're listening to this podcast right now. You're probably driving to work, you're at the gym, and if you've made it this far into the podcast, you're freaking awesome and I love you. But like you have your own life. You have your own things that you're experiencing and there are moments where you're going to feel disconnected or that things are overwhelming or you want to quit or that you want to get out of there you want to move i want to try something different i want to change i want to remove myself from these people whatever it is and the perspective change is that whatever it is that you're going to do just be happy and be fulfilled and find love find peace because life is precious you don't know how many opportunities you have with someone. That's why like, when my parents came here, my parents came here, it was the perspective that, you know, I don't know when they would have another opportunity to vacation with me. I don't know when I would have the opportunity to talk to them the way that I did. And it's hard when you want to be something for someone and you're trying to figure out how to be that or you when you want to be so much more like, i want to be so much more than i am and to be honest i moved to la thinking that things were going to be faster or happen easier not easier because i always knew how hard i would have to work but i just figured i figured there would be a faster pace i figured that things were going to happen a little quicker and I figured out faster but didn't happen that way it doesn't always happen that way you just keep moving forward and the lessons that you learn from here go with you so the lessons that you learn today in your experience go with you until tomorrow and everything that you're doing in your life right now matters whether you think it does or you don't it matters you matter Everything's building and everything's moving to a position where you're becoming the person you're meant to be. And so life's precious and treat it that way because you don't know. You just don't know. And so that is the episode today, the 10 things I've learned since moving to Los Angeles. I appreciate you all. And just a reminder that we do have the Proclaim Your Power course now officially live. So you can sign up, click the link in the bio, and check it out. I'd love to have you in the group. I'd love to have you making mental shifts and building on your fitness journey. Getting in amazing shape all the while. Like That's also a huge part of this all. I'm not just speaking esoteric bullshit and then expecting you to follow through. I'm actually going to give you the feedback and help and support you need from a tangible standpoint in your nutrition and training, but I also want to help you shift your mindset. And so if you're looking to build confidence, 
gain a body you love, and make the mental shift to change your habits and create a lifestyle for yourself. Click the link in the bio. Click the link in this podcast. Connect with me on Instagram or on Facebook. I would love to have you there, and your support would mean everything. Cut the, and your support would mean anything. And I know this will change your life. And so thank you all for your support over the last two years. I've launched two podcasts. We've had had almost 50 guests. I believe we've done almost, we've done over 60 episodes between BMP Radio and My Journey. And the cool thing is that it's just beginning. It is just beginning. And you all who are here, I really do appreciate it. Thank you so much. And just remember to continue to be a light and inspire others to believe more. From Los Angeles, California, I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Thank you for tuning in today to My Journey. I hope this episode brought some value and light into your life. If you love this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes and shout us out on your Instagram story so we can share this message with as many people as possible. And if you're ready to start your own journey, reach out to me at brianpickwitz.com forward slash start. And until next time, thank you again. And remember, the journey starts with you. I'll see you guys.